you from the Yard Dogs Podcast Studio. A show for the fans by the fans. Talking all things Cleveland Browns. From our mic to your ears. With your hosts, Jason Hand, Mikey P, and Ian Cold Train Cold Iron. Are you ready for some football? We're ready for some football, baby. Yes, you are now in the yard, and welcome to the Yard Dogs podcast, a show for the fans, by the fans. This is Season 3, Episode 107. I'm your host, Jason Hand. The Yard Dogs podcast is brought to you by Network 216. To check out all of our Ohio sports content, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel at Network 216. Just search for it, Network 216. Um, joining me tonight, better than ever, Mikey P and Ian Cold Train Cold Iron. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Feeling good. Two wins in a row, baby. Two pretty wins good. in a row. Pretty, pretty good. Feeling pretty good. Two and zero. Oh. Hey, and you know, as a bonus, we had a um, we had the hoodie giveaway. We had a winner this week, which was wow. pretty exciting. Yeah, I was a little jealous when I saw that post. I wanted the hoodie, but I, I'm happy. I'm happy for the person that won. <laughs> yeah, what? Moira. She's um, I think that's an Irish name, but you can find her on oh, Twitter man. at Moira Irish. I guess it is an Irish, Irish name. All that's right. M O I R A irish and she's a she's a browns fan and she told me that she's actually going to give that hoodie to her grandson so maybe a christmas gift or something like that but her hoodie's in the mail boys she 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 predicted the exact score of the browns texans game which i mean it got to that score in a weird way right you had a safety in there you had some field goals in there you had no offensive touchdown for the browns so Good on her for getting that exact score. We had a lot of folks that, uh, you know, their score was pretty close. I know one was one point off, but, yeah, Moira got the the Browns hoodie, so that was sent to her. So congratulations to Moira on Browns Twitter. Yeah. we uh... and, and, and if not correct, she beat everyone else on this show, right? None of us have ever had a perfect score, correct, or a perfect I was prediction. close this week. I had 22 uh, to 14. That was five <laughs> points off. That does not count, Mikey P. That is correct, Jason. As we've been counting, we're, she beat all of us, right? We none of all us. All of us. Have, okay. There you go. In, including right. our early entries from um, who was it, Patrick and uh, MC Lawrence. They had some early entries, and uh, yeah, she she beat everybody. This this was the first time we gave a, away a Browns hoodie for an exact score prediction. I didn't realize how hard it was to do that but apparently it is very hard because we've had hundreds of entries in the past weeks uh, of this season and moira was the first one to get it exactly right so <laughs> good on hers somebody said nice. that uh, they're, they're going to reach out to her when um gambling becomes legal in ohio january 1 <laughs> they should. not a bad idea that's yeah, not a bad idea man so, uh, speaking of homage, let's do a little housekeeping, boys. The Yard Dogs podcast, the Network 216, are proud partners with Homage, the apparel company. If you haven't tried Homage yet, you are missing out. Homage is always coming out with on-point, cutting-edge sports apparel, not just sports apparel, and they have many. They also have a nice holiday collection that you can um, you know, support Homage, support the show. They have hoodies, T-shirts, everything you can think of. MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL. So uh, search for the link on our website. That's network216ohio.com. Or you can find the link on our Twitter page, at Yard Dogs Pod. Um, boys, I'm wearing my Miles Garrett shirt tonight. Um, I, he, he, uh, I don't want to say he went off, but he, he had a good day on Sunday, I think. And uh, the Browns need it. And they're going to need him again for this week, which we'll talk, to, talk about later in the show. Ian, what you got on, bud? I got that old school, uh, old school logo, and then remember it has the schedule on the back. I, I don't know, I can't really see what I'm doing here, but it's like a concert schedule. tour, kind of like. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, old school, vintage. You know, homage. It's homage's thing. But uh, I remember a gift of from my wife. Remember, she gave me like eight homage shirts just for the blue, just just for being a good husband. And 
Homage uh, obviously was very happy. It was it was a win win for everybody. My wife was happy. I was happy, and Homage was happy. So there one of go. my eight my eight many gifts of uh, Sarah Coldine. It was the uh, twelve days of homage, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got one for every every. You know, I, I won't ever look like a bum anymore on here. I mean, she she said she she saw my one shirt that that homage gave us, and she's like, "Hey, I got to get you more shirts." I said, "All right, good wife." All right, Brian is uh is is asking you to put on the NFL um NFL Jam shirt, Coltrane. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe he means NBA Jam because the Cavs and Lakers are on at seven thirty. Yeah, probably. I'm Maybe. sure Brian's probably on the way to the game. I'm sure he finally got a ticket. I don't I don't know if you guys realize this, but Sunday we almost had a scoregami. Now, score what scoregami is is each time there is a unique score that's never happened in the history of the NFL. It gets ranked in the in the scoregami, and twenty seven to eight apparently was one of those scoregami scores. Like it's it's not ever happened in the history of the NFL. So we were very close until that garbage touchdown to getting a scoregami. And I think I think later that day there was a scoregami score. I think it was. Uh, I'm trying to remember which game it was, but you almost had two in one day. So this Strange has to be the off. final score, right? Correct. Has to be the final. Okay. There was a lot of weird stuff that happened in that game, so it wouldn't have shocked me if we had a scoregami going on. So, no, <laughs> um, we're going to talk about the the Browns and Texans, Deshaun Watson's debut in this episode. We're also going to preview Browns versus uh, the Bengals in the Battle of Ohio. That's guys, this is going to be a game. I hope so. I'm a little nervous. I don't know about you guys, but we're going to talk about all that. First, we get in some news and notes. I want to congratulate. Joel Batonio for being named the Browns Walter Payton Man of the Year. So I guess all 32 teams have their selection, and then they get put in in the pool for the the Man of the Year across the the whole entire NFL. So congratulations to Joel Batonio. He's been a, a great offensive lineman for the Cleveland Browns for a number of years now. When, when was uh, Batonio drafted? He was here when Joe Thomas. I mean, he was kind of. Yeah. 2015, I believe. Mm-hmm. 2015, 2014, he was in that draft. I believe he was a second round pick. Out yeah. Of, uh, out of Utah State. My, yeah, my, and he my. learned from the great Joe Thomas just, you know, how to be a professional in this league. And um, you, you, you kind of had the sense early on that he was going to be a great offensive lineman. He just had a swag to him. You know, he would get in there and get dirty a little bit on the offensive line. Just a gritty player. But uh, just what a professional Joe, Joel Batonio is. So congratulations to him on that. Um, and then you, you guys heard this, boys. Uh, the Browns-Ravens um, moved to Saturday at 4.30 p.m. at First Energy Stadium. So, uh, you know, guys like you, especially Coltrane, need to know that so you can get to the game the, the right day. Yeah, I, I don't know about you, fellas. I love – I mean, you know, I'm sure some people are, are upset about it. I love Saturday games. I've told you guys before, um, coming from Columbus now to Cleveland, it's a one-day affair. It's a journey. So having that Saturday, 4 o'clock, to be able to just kind of take – first of all, it's 4 o'clock, so I don't have to get up at the butt crack of dawn to get out there, mm-hmm. um, take my time, get my you know get my, my stuff with, with my wife ready, leave around you know maybe 10 o'clock in the morning and we'll be straight and uh, – Enjoy a nice Saturday game. Even this is where now your night can get crazy. Maybe we go to the casino after. Maybe we hit up Brian Music and see if we can find the nearest partay around the Cleveland area. You know that guy's good for a party in the Cleveland area. I mean, we all know that by now. But um, no, it's going to be. I'm excited, man. I'm actually very pleased. I knew when it. Well, I think we talked about it on the show last week, guys. When it said TBD, I thought it was kind of going to be a Sunday night, but that was wishful thinking. I mean, there's a lot more uh, cooler matchups, I'm sure, than the Browns. You know, we're Browns fans. But, yes, I love the Saturday games. Um, I'm always off on the weekends for my job, so I will enjoy Saturday. And then after a dub, um, when we beat the Ravens, whether there's Lamar or not, I will enjoy my Sunday after with my wife. So it'll be a good family weekend. And for our listeners out there, this is a triple part of a triple header that day, mm-hmm. exclusive on NFL Network. So I know a lot of people mm-hmm. probably didn't get the NFL Network maybe this year because they didn't have the Thursday night games anymore with Amazon. 
But make sure you have NFL Network that Saturday because that's going to be the only way you can watch the game. So uh, get it now so that way that Saturday you're not like, oh, my God, I got I don't have NFL Network, and you're freaking out at the last minute. Like, add that channel tomorrow. Be ready go. for the 17th. Mikey's always busting out the facts, man. He's always got those cool yeah. facts that everybody wants to know. Yeah, so, yeah, that, that game's Saturday. I, I know for me, I immediately check my kids' sports schedule and uh, make yeah. sure I'm okay there. I, I'm not out of the woods, you know. My daughter has a volleyball tournament that day, so depending on how far they get, I'm, <laughs> I might hey. be um, – Are, are might you be one of these late. guys? Are you, guys one, are you one of these guys, Jason? You got the iPad with you. No, but I, I probably will be Saturday. <laughs> yeah, whatever you got to do, man. You know, hey, it's all, hey come on, honey. interestingly thing enough that weekend uh is the weekend that my wife planned for us to go out of town to to williamsburg so i'll be out of town but i will be able to still watch the game told her saturday at 4 30 need to be able to watch i have full confidence in you mikey p you'll get that done you'll find you a watering hole somewhere and uh get that game hey bfo group I was out of town last year, and the game wasn't on regular TV, and I had to—I was watching it with the BFO group in their Facebook. Really? Group, so, so shout out to That's BFO awesome. for letting me watch that Ravens game last year. Speaking of the BFO, Pete Barker has joined the Yard Dogs podcast. He's in the comments right now. He's asking, "Can we win out and make the playoffs?" We're going to get into that, but what, what's your early thoughts there, Coltrane? I mean, full steam ahead. The way the D and special teams is playing, it sounds like this team isn't ready to quit. Um, like I told you guys before last week, the lineup of – if we can get past this Bengals game and now Lamar teetering on maybe he's playing, maybe he's not, you got to be honest, guys. It's really paving the way for a nice opportunity to go 6-0 and here, guys. I mean, you have to be 6-0 and um, you have to you have to win every game, no doubt about it. But if you can get past these next two, just like I talked about in last week's show, then it gets interesting. But everybody, every coach, every player, everybody has to be on the same page that they were on this past week where it's uh, – what's that word? Um, uh, complementary football. All three phases of football have to be completed every game. And then, yes, the playoffs – even still, though, it's a little bit shaky because you got to hope that teams lose. Um, but, yes, we have a great chance still, week by week, one game at a time. That's my uh, my spiel to them. I keep That's looking at that Jets. I keep looking at that Jets spot. You know, they have this the third wild card spot and – I don't know. It seems like a team that's fighting for a playoff spot can just slip right in there if the Jets continue to slip up. And well, who knows? That, that could happen. Not to rain on the parade, but if if we would have won that Jets game, we'd actually be in the seventh spot right now. I'll take the Falcons. Grab your, umbe- too, uh, grab your umbrellas. I'll take that Falcons win too, Mikey. That's the same, and the, situa- same situation. And the Chargers. That that's the only downfall is there's early games now because they you don't you lose out on those tiebreakers. So you don't have the tiebreaker with the Chargers. You don't have the tiebreaker with the Jets. The Dolphins. You don't have the tiebreaker with the Patriots. So it's like right. you need a lot of stuff to happen. Uh, and and that's why it's five percent chance. <laughs> All the stuff you, could, that you mentioned, but uh, but if you don't win out, like none of it's going to happen. So you just win yeah. out, and and hopefully some of that happens. And if it doesn't, you know, hey, I'll take it this way: if you won out and you missed the playoffs, but you finished, you know, to yeah. finish your winning seven straight would be amazing. One hundred percent. Yeah, and that's exactly too in that situation why half the fan base was was excited for it, you know, or or or. or saying, being positive, oh, we're good, it's just a couple games, guys, and then the other half of the fan base, mainly me and Mikey, I know me and Mikey agree a lot on the show, um, we already foresaw those tiebreakers situated, so that's how the Browns fans I am, like, even, you know, those couple of losses that you take that you should have had, you're already thinking ahead, like, well, maybe we need that week 14 or 15, I mean, you you have to stack as many wins as you can, because in the NFL, it's just so they're so hard to come by. Like Stefanski even recognizes our own coach. I mean, very hard to come by. So yes, that is that was definitely a, a harsh time for Bronson. We were kind of fighting with each other on Twitter. I remember because half of us, you know, we're like, "Oh, we're good. Let's, be, you know, we're we're cool. Let's be positive." The other half was like, "Nah, we're done. Now we lose tiebreakers. It's gonna take a while." So 
I don't know. It's just a situation, man, that uh, I don't like being in. I hate this situation, guys. Like, yes, I agree, Mikey, 6-0. That's all fun and dandy. But at the same time, you got to win your games when you can because I hate that feeling of, like, you watch your game and then you're watching it, you know, like, like, like a religion. You got two TVs. All right, come on, Chargers. Oh, Raiders won. How did the Raiders win? And that's your life beyond the Browns game. You know what I mean? So that's just that this, but this is what we're used to. We, we, we live this life every single season, man. So especially when we're close. Yeah, you so. find yourself on Sunday afternoon, mad at Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos who you care little about, but they couldn't pull it off against the Ravens. And you know, you're mad at them, but really you're mad at yourself and your football team for not taking care of business and not, you know, controlling your own destiny. <laughs> I think the Broncos led that game too, but like for like 58, 59 minutes or something. It was like, and the Ravens yeah. scored with like 30 Chief, seconds. Like, Chief, the Chiefs game too. I was cheering for Kelsey and Mahomes. My wife was like, Who are you? You're, you're a loser. And I was like, I, because she knows I hate, I hate the Chiefs. I never cheer for them, but I really wanted them to beat the Bengals. And the Bengals, it was such a close game, man. I was so disappointed. Of course, they, they, they kick anybody's butt that they need to any given week. But the week we need a little help from them Chiefs, nothing. Well, I think the Bengals have won, what, three or three straight yeah, against them yeah, now? So they seem to have yeah. a little bit of their number. So it's yeah. it's weird. This league is weird sometimes because it's like – I mean, prime example of a game last week, like the Dolphins and the 49ers. You see Jimmy G goes out early in the game, you're like, oh, man, Miami's about to route him. And then at the end, you're like, Brock Purdy is kicking the Dolphins in the teeth. It's like – what the hell? This league is crazy sometimes, man. It's mm-hmm. like, it's it's fun. That's what makes this the NFL you, so you, freaking fun, man. Though. You know, I will say this on that that point, Mikey. I think that guy is a perfect example of if you guys have ever noticed in games like that, the that that when the, when they haven't when they don't have tape on a quarterback or they didn't prepare for that certain quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, i.e., Huntley with Denver Broncos as well. It's like they come in, Baker Mayfield, with the Jets game when he made his debut. You know, you, it's like they don't know what to do. It's almost like playing street ball now. Now they're mm-hmm. lining up on D with the same game plan as some other guy. And that's why I will say this. I don't want to talk too much about him, but Watson will pay dividends for us in these six games if he can, you know, get these balls a little bit higher and, and get these accurate because – Let's be real, guys. They got nothing on them. So I hope that advantage of that, that's the advantage, you know, that they had with the Miami. They did it. They just, they don't know what the guy can really do. They don't know, you know, if he uh, does, you know, uh, curl routes better and long balls, deep throw, uh, short pop pass. Is he QB sneaking? Is he a runner? I mean, you know, all that kind of stuff, man. It's, it's, it's interesting. And it is weird to watch the NFL sometimes because some guy will come in you never heard of and they sure play like it. You know what I mean? The defense will play like it. So. Yeah, and even the the quarterback that came in is it Purdy? Is that yeah, his name? Brock, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. He was the um, the last pick of the draft. Um, Baylor, mystery relevant. Mystery relevant. You know, he didn't have time to be nervous because you got to think he was on the sideline, and all of a sudden, oh, put the clipboard down, put your helmet on, you're coming in. <laughs> That's kind of the way that yeah. went. It very it reminded me of a game involving Miami back in it was like '93, Browns versus Dolphins. Dan Marino uh, goes down with an Achilles injury, and we're up like seven three or something like that. And you're like, they bring this bum Scott Mitchell in, and Scott Mitchell proceeds to just kick our ass for four quarters. And I was like, we get Hall of Famer, Pro Bowl, Elite quarterback Dan Marino out of the game, and you got a win wrapped up, and then Scott Mitchell comes out of nowhere and just. Just throwing it all around the yard. Oh, boy. Well, let's get into the the Browns and Texans, guys. We said on this podcast that last week there's no way the Browns were losing this football game, and they didn't. I think what surprised a lot of us is how they actually won it. You know, we all agreed that Deshaun Watson was going to have some rust. You know, he he was going to need some time to get into his – uh, to, to the Deshaun Watson that we last saw. But as they said on the television about 300 times, it's been 700 days since Deshaun Watson has thrown a football in a live NFL game besides the preseason game that he played this year. I I, I think I was surprised that we saw that much rust. You know, 
I figured that he would be probably overthrowing some balls. Maybe, you know, a receiver would run the right route, but he, you know, a little miscommunication there. But it was a rough day for Deshaun Watson, but I don't want to be the Debbie Downer. I was just excited to see him out there because I know that he's going to be the elite quarterback that we traded for, and we saw glimpses of it throughout the game. Um, I, I thought in the second quarter – Going into the half, he did start to look a little more comfortable, and we didn't see so many balls going into the dirt. He was starting to scramble a little bit and move around. Um, You you know, you just kind of saw him get into the game. Now, he reverted back and got nervous again in the third quarter, and we saw saw a lot of balls that went low. Um, I'm not a quarterback. Um, I don't know what causes that. Maybe it's footwork. I, I think the game speed, you, you can't prepare for that. I don't care, you know, how many good practices you have. We heard from Cleveland media that, that he had a great week of practice, but you can't, you know, you can't practice game speed. And I think that it was fast. They're coming at him. Um, you know, he had to make some quick decisions that he hadn't had to make for two years. So, for all that said, I think that the Texans were the perfect team for the Cleveland Browns to play in Deshaun Watson's debut. And I say that because this week coming up, you know, we're going to be playing the Bengals. And he's and what scares me, he has a lot to figure out before we kick off against the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati this coming Sunday. But overall, I, I thought it was a good game. The, the defense stepped up. The special teams um, were, were phenomenal. DPJ, we, we had a lot of uh, great plays. Tony Fields, I mean, he just seemed to be at the right place at the right time. Um, Ian Coltrane, you're you're a defensive guy. This was a kind of a game for you, right? I mean, there's a lot of uh, really good action on the defensive side of the football Tell me your thoughts, man. I mean, the, the offense that we saw what the offense looked like, but what did you think about the defense on Sunday? I mean, I, I thought they played well. I thought Joe Woods actually drew up a good plan. Um, I felt like with Newsom back, that made quite a difference. He was able to run that three-corner option that he likes to do with Newsom, him, and um, Newsom, or Emerson, and Ward. Um, Ward played like a stud. Um, he gave us what we expected of him. Miles gave us what we expected of him. You saw Clowney out there making some plays. Um, D-line was moving around a lot. I mean, it just it, it just seemed like everything was gelling. I think um, Joe Woods recognizes that his um, his his seat is 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 you know ultra fire. It's like that hot chip, you know, that people do that contest. It, it's it's up his butt, and he really needs to um, he really needs to focus on um, every you know week by week type of thing. But I thought his game plan worked well for us. Man, I thought the defense played great. Man, I mean, we 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 were making plays that you want and you you were getting turnovers that you want in the game to make it exciting as a fan uh we haven't we let's be let's be realistic guys we don't do that enough we don't do that kind of stuff you know and that's the thing too like one of the reasons i want joe woods out real quick that that play where schwartz where they punch that ball out we don't do that on this team dude like that's that kind of stuff like i want to see more of that like let's turn this ball over you know what i mean but they played a great game it was the houston texas though guys let's be realistic cooks was out i mean you know, I'm not going to – I'm not one of these fans, uh, maybe we'll keep Joe Woods, you know, after one game. It, it, it was a good defensive battle. And um, like I said, I applaud them for their efforts. But uh, am I over here saying keep Joe Woods? Heck no. I mean, we're so. running a string string of games where the defense is showing up. Yeah. You know, so, so that's a positive thing. You know, I, mm-hmm. I'm with you. I'm not saying Joe Woods' job is safe just yet, but we have seen – positive uh, the defense has been moving in a positive direction ever since the baltimore game really i mean we've mm-hmm. had some slip-ups some you know miami was not good <laughs> but uh mm-hmm. this week was and you know to your point we weren't going against the top five offense i think everybody realizes that you know um kyle allen <laughs> he's not a top 10 quarterback uh they have a great. They have a good running back. Their their receivers are very suspect. But I, again, I, I think that this was a great game for Deshaun Watson to come back to, um, because you you can make mistakes against 
a Houston Texans still come out with the victory. And and that's what happened. I mean, you know, we were in the red zone and Deshaun Watson, you know, throws a pick to uh, his name Petrie. I think it was, you know, he, he thought he was going to follow Don, Donovan Peoples Jones and he stayed back with Cooper and threw a pick, just didn't see him, you know, and that kind of stuff happens. But if you do that against good teams like the Kansas City Chiefs or the the Bengals that we're about to play or the Buffalo Bills, you're not going to win those ball games. So we were very fortunate that we were playing the Houston Texans this week. Absolutely, Mikey. Um, special teams. You know, we we uh, they they've had their fair share of criticism this year. I I think this game in particular, they they stepped up. What do you think about Donovan Peoples Jones, man? I mean, when's the last time we ran a punt back for a touchdown? Uh, I mean, it had to be with Josh Cribbs running a punt. 2015. 2015. It's been a while. Um, yeah. People Jones has been close a lot lately for to breaking one. Uh, am I ready to say, you know, Prefer has done a great job? I mean, there was still some breakdowns. Like, I'm confused as hell. Why, you know, why the hell does he have Anthony Schwartz as a gunner? Like, you have a guy who plays wide receiver that's never played any defense in his life. Barely has played football. Was a track guy that converted the football. He shouldn't be your gunner. Um, you know, we had a defense, uh, a special teams breakdown on the kicking game. Um, on a kick return, they almost brought back. So I think, you know, special teams played solid, but they were up and down part of the game. Uh, so it was nice to see that that return. And that return kind of, you know, sparked and ignited thing. Because, I mean, to be honest, when it was 5 nothing, like, it was like, man, are we going to lose this game? Are we going to somehow lose this game? Like it was, it was looking pretty bad for a while there. Cause you know, offense was struggling to move the ball. There was mistakes. Um, the offensive line for the second straight week uh, kind of struggled with the interior, uh, you know, with pockets out. So, but it was nice to see the special teams uh, come up with some big plays and uh, Bjorkes punted great. Like he pinned, pinned yeah. the offense back all day. Uh, he did really well with that. You know, York made all of his kicks, no issues there. And DPJ, man, he's been, he's been, he's been great the lot, you know, since he came back as a, as the punt returner, like he almost took one back the week before against Tampa, if you recall, I think he had like a 30 yard return on one of his returns, like, and he just got tripped up. So he, he's been close for a little while. So awesome to see him. I, I really liked him coming out of Michigan. You know, when he was a six round pick, I just thought he was, you know, he, he, didn't get to play with elite quarterback play when he was there. So glad to see him kind of uh, taking off in the league. I, I like DPJ a lot. Yeah. You just get the feeling that guys like DPJ and, and Amari Cooper, they're going to profit big time from having a, a quarterback like Deshaun Watson. Now this, this week, you know, Cooper was targeted nine times. So he was the the leading uh, receiver as far as targets are concerned. Um Again, a lot of throws were off target in the dirt, down low. Uh, DPJ caught all three of his targets for 44 yards. Again, we didn't have an offensive touchdown in this in this ball game, but you just get the feeling that when when it does click and they do develop com- chemistry, that guys like DPJ and Cooper, they're going to be something really special in this league. Especially, I mean, if the Browns mess around and get another wide receiver. I know we have a bunch of young guys and, and people can step up and they can be the guy, but it, it's a good foundation. I think with what we have as, as Amari Cooper's Cooper's are one and DPJ is becoming a solid two for, for the Cleveland Browns. Um, yeah. I want to go back to your point, Mikey P, you know, it was five to seven at half. It, it kind of looked like a baseball score. And I think we even said on this podcast last week that if you let a team like the Houston Texans hang around, you know, if you blow them out early, it, it, the game's going to be over. But that's not what we did. We let them hang around. And that's the scary thing about letting a bad team hang around. All of a sudden, you're in the deep in the third quarter and it's a dogfight. Well, the, you know, the Texans kind of ended up shooting themselves in the foot. They had multiple turnovers, um, interceptions. Who was it? Chase Winovich that tipped that ball up and Tony Fields. Mm-hmm. Caught it and ran it in the in the end zone. Um, uh, Denzel Ward scooped up that fumble from Kyle Allen. That was just amazing. I think that was in the second quarter. Yeah, but uh, think- there's a lot of plays where you're like, "Wow, um, this is exciting to see." That's exciting football to me, you know. And 
confidence is good. If, if we can carry that momentum and confidence into this week, I think we could see a good football game this Sunday. We need to. We need to uh, win this game. But um, what, what are your guys' final thoughts on Houston Texans and um, and the well, Browns game on Sunday? Let me just put a disclaimer out. Um, you guys know I'm a Watson guy by now. I'm a huge Deshaun fan, when you meet him personally, kind of changes your view of the guy and you like him and you start fanboying. But um, I want to put a disclaimer out. I've been reading on Twitter, Facebook, my friends, you know, some people, just random people that I'm reading, Browns fans. You know, after one game, and I'm sure half of these people are Baker bros, you know, it is what it is. There's so there's so much negativity I read. You know, oh, 230 million, one game. Oh, this guy's a bum. Garbage emojis. I mean, what are we doing here, guys? Here's my thing. Here's my spiel on it. You guys let Baker Mayfield be mid for three seasons. Literally, three, one, one decent season and the other two mid. Okay? And you gave him every excuse in the book. His shoulders. The fans he doesn't know what he's doing. All this dumb crap. And it's those same people... This, that don't like Watson, they don't like his background, whatever. The dude had one game, like you said, Jason, he hasn't played for 700 games. All I'm going to say, and that was what I've been tweeting out this week, so I know a lot of you guys are going to recognize the theme here. Relax. Relax, everybody. It was one game. These six games, newsflash for everybody, whether we went out or we don't, these are to see what we can build on for next year and next season. This is a good evaluation for Barry to see what else does Watson need? Maybe he needs a lineman. Maybe he needs a receiver, like Jason just mentioned. But let me put this disclaimer out. I enjoyed the game because I saw a couple. I'm going to leave a couple positives with on Watson. It's there. His speed's there. I saw this guy evade on one play in the beginning. Four defensive linemen got out of it. When did you guys see Baker do that? You know what I mean? Now, I don't know if he made I don't think he made a playoff of it. But just to see him get out of there with four guys – he still has it. It's there. It's a couple tweaks. They got to get the AVP needs to work with the dude. Get that ball a little bit higher. But let me give you, let me guys leave you with this and then I'll be done. I promise my spiel. The, the, the one thing that that's crazy to think about how crazy the game of football is guys. Take that Schwartz fumble play away. Say he completes that and we get that ball in like the 45 or whatever it was. Okay. Say Schwartz catches that. Then we give it to Chubb a couple times. Hunt. And then we get in the red zone, and he throws a TD. The perception and literally the story is written completely different. So it's like, I understand Watson looked rusty. Yes, that's a fact. But obviously you said Senator days. That situation, I keep going back to that sports fumble. He looked all right, guys. He had a you know a bad throw here and there in that series, but he looked okay. He looked like his normal self, and then Schwartz just – banana hands it and you know the ball you know poops out or whatever and that's shorts for you brick hands but that scenario tells me and what i saw from watson with the speed and with the you know the evading the rush it's there they just have to get you know they just have to get a couple tweak a couple things at practice i will be interested to see what he can do against a division rival especially a joe burrow who's at the top where if you would grab watson two years ago he could easily win this match. Now let's see what kind of watch we have in this game. Like you said, Jason, he had that warm-up. Now the Texans game's out of the way. Now let's see what we got in the next next game. But that is my disclaimer. Um, let's not give up on the guy, guys. Even after six games, I got news for y'all. He's our QB for the foreseeable future. He ain't going nowhere. So get used to number four. And I'm done. Yeah, I think people that are – you know, saying negative comments about Deshaun Watson, they just need to take a chill pill. You know, just take a chill pill. It's 700 days is a long time to not be a quarterback in the National Football League. You know, you, you can't practice with your team. You, you don't develop chemistry. Game speed is a real thing, you know. And if you don't have that for two years, then all of a sudden you're thrusted into a football game and expected to perform. I think that's just an unrealistic expectation and I, i'm guilty of it i i had probably unrealistic expectations for deshaun watson i didn't think he'd be that rusty i thought maybe it would take him a quarter or two and then he would just be in mid-season form and that's just yeah. not the way football works i mean 
I, and I had a lot of time to think about this since the, the, the football game. I'm reminded of, you know, Michael Vick. This is a totally different scenario. But Michael Vick was away from football for a couple of years. You know, we all know that he was in prison during that time. But when he came back, he got a second chance with the Philadelphia Eagles. He wasn't sharp right away. In fact, he was riding the bench. And I think it was Andy Reid that gave him his shot. And he came back. And um, a- after, you know, three or four games or whatever it was, you-, you started to see the old Michael Vick. Now, he never returned to the Michael Vick that we all know him for in Atlanta. But he was a solid quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. And Deshaun Watson, I expect – you know, the same, he, it's just going to take a minute and us as fans, you know, we all have these expectations. We have to win these last six games. We have to win these last six games. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. Well, maybe that's unrealistic. You know, maybe that's a lot to ask for a guy that hasn't played football in 700 days, you know, to just come out and win the last six games. Could it happen? Absolutely, it could happen. You know, football is a, the ultimate team sport. You, you can win football games in many different ways. And we just saw this past Sunday that we won it in a way that I have not seen in a long time. Um, so anything can happen. Now, this week, we have a real challenge on our hands. It's, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals that can put up a lot of points. Their 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 offense is dynamic. And I know we've had their number. You know, Joe Burrow, we're is 0-4 against the Browns. We've won eight of the last nine against the Bengals, but this is a tall order. So do I want to beat the Cincinnati Bengals? Yes. Am I expecting them to beat the Cincinnati Bengals? Probably not. But we'll have to wait and see. Football is an amazing thing, and you know sometimes that's why they play the game. Sometimes teams that just aren't supposed to win end up winning. Anything can happen. So Mikey P., what are your thoughts? I mean, it's definitely going to be a tall order going against Cincinnati this week. Like you said, Uh, you know, final thoughts on the Houston game. It it very much reminded me of like, I felt like I was watching the Browns in 2016 under Hugh Jackson. Like, even though the Texans were fighting hard and like they were winning the game, like I never felt like at some point I was like, this team's a bad team. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to mess up along the way. Like we're going to get this win. Like it's going to happen. And uh, so, so kind of watching that was 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 kind of interesting. Being the, with the shoe on the other foot, you know, watching a team that you you knew eventually was going to make mistakes and and lose the game. But uh, I don't I don't know. I'm I tempered my expectations around Watson Watson because I knew like I, I started thinking like I I put myself in that situation. What if I didn't do anything for 701 days? How would that be if I went back to doing it? Would I be doing it just as good as I did 701 days ago? No, there's no way. Um, and the speed of the game, like th- you you see this all the time where you see rookie quarterbacks light it up in the preseason because you got, you know, you don't have exotic blitzes going on. Disguises aren't happening. It's pretty much base vanilla defense. And then the speed of the game gets faster as the regular season goes. And you got to remember, these guys were what in week was this week 12 week 13 was this week 13 mm-hmm. um he's week one and he's in all reality he's preseason week two so it's gonna take time for him to like to to get up to speed and not at the end of the day i'm not expecting us i'll say like i don't see us going to the playoffs that's what i'm saying if somehow we could run off six wins at the end even if we miss the playoffs sign me up for that because i would take it uh, but I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, you're you're breaking up on us a little bit there, Mikey P. But I understood what you're saying. You you know the expectations are you know we're probably not going to make the playoffs. But you know, like you said a little while ago, Ian, we want to see what we got for 2023. And if that means that Deshaun Watson gets through the end of this year, and as the games go on, he gets better and better. But we miss the playoffs. But you know, at the end of the year, he's clicking. I can live with that as a Browns fan. I mean, man, if there's one thing that I've learned being a fan of the Cleveland Browns, it's patience. You know, it's patience. So we, we have a lot of patience So and loyalty. <laughs> so I can wait for one more year. But <laughs> that does not mean that my hopes are not there. I, I want to win the next six, the last six games of the year, just like everybody else. There's five left now, right? Yeah, five. Yeah, five. yeah I, I want to win the last five games just like everybody else. And believe me, 
you know, Sunday against the Cincinnati Bengals, you know, I'm going to be really hoping and expecting us to win that football game, even though I know that the the odds say that we're probably not. But we'll, we'll get into that game here in just a second. Mikey P, tell us about Underdog Fantasy. Well, as you know, we are a proud sponsor uh, with Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the easiest place to play fantasy football. If you're like most people and you love to play daily fantasy and you also love to win cold, hard cash, Underdog Fantasy is definitely for you. Underdog is going to match your initial deposit up to $100 by using promo code 216. Uh, so if you deposit $50, that, of course, becomes $100 to play an Underdog Fantasy. Just remember, you do have to use promo code 216. Get out there and make some Christmas cash today. You, don't, you only got 19 days left, so make it happen. I've had a positive experience with Underdog Fantasy. I'll admit I forget to play some weeks, but you know sometimes I'm sitting there and and I get my lineups all set, you know, for my other leagues, and I and I realize, man, I've got a fantasy uh, underdog fantasy account, and I have some money in there, so I'll get in there and and draft a couple. It just takes a couple minutes, and uh, mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a lot of fun. It really is. So. Yeah, if, if you don't have a fan uh, underdog fantasy account, go ahead and create one and use that promo code two one six for sure. Well, we're going to talk about the Bengals Browns. Uh, Brian, you know he's saying Bengals are going to get lit up again. We're going six and zero to finish this year, boys. I, I like it, Brian. I like it. Ian, you might have to go hang out with Brian in the flats after the game. I'm just saying. <laughs> He's he's already hit me up for the Ravens game, so we we yeah. we made a tentative a tentative itinerary already for that evening, fellas. Saturday night, man. I mean, you're gonna Bri- get out of there about Saturday night. So yeah, Brian. After Brian, game, go ahead. <laughs> Brian, I'm gonna put it out there now. If Brian's listening. Uh, if we went out and go six and zero, I will sing "We Built This City" on this show. <laughs> oh, wow 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 that. wow tweet that out get and that i will dedicate and i will dedicate it to brian <laughs> there you go we will there not forget go. what you just said mikey p we will not forget that one yeah, i know we'll definitely not forget that one i know brian won't either so all right sounds good that's great we're making deals and uh some, someone commented on facebook you know I, i'm not expecting playoffs just want to see development that's that's a realistic thing to say yeah. you know about what's what's going on right now with the cleveland browns i like that whoever said that it doesn't show your name in the comments we're getting a lot of comments rolling in a lot from youtube but we are, are getting some facebook comments as well uh let's get into the afc north standings the ravens are at the top eight and four tied with the Bengals at eight and four the browns and steelers are also tied at five and seven you know them steelers they they keep hanging around. We we don't mention them a lot on this podcast because they're in the basement. But I, I tell you, every time I look at the standings, they're tied with us. So <laughs> they're, they're sticking around, man. Yeah, every damn week we win, they win. And I'm just, dude, I, trust me, as a Browns diehard, I just cannot stand it. It's like, can we just get two games ahead of these dudes one year? Just one year, dude. Can they just stay dead, like stay down in the basement and stay there and just keep losing? But um, hats off, I guess, their coach, Mike Tomlin. I, I don't understand it, but they are, dare I say, they are playing decent ball to be tied with our record. But hopefully they start losing again, man. I don't know. I want to see well, it. Here's the thing. We do the predictions at the end of the show. We have two games to predict because the AFC North – we're all going against each other. There's only two games, you know, Ravens, Steelers, Browns, Bengals. So somebody has to lose unless it's a tie. <laughs> we'll get into the predictions in just a, a couple minutes. We do have to pre- preview the Browns versus Bengals. Uh, the five and seven Browns take on the eight and four Bengals in Cincinnati. The Bengals are favored in this one by six. The over-under wow. is set at 47 and a half. Six. The Bengals are four and one at home this year and are on a four game winning streak. They have a four game winning streak, guys. The Browns are two and four uh, in away games. And get this I think I said this earlier, but the Browns have won eight of the last nine against the Cincinnati Bengals. And a lot of people do know this now, and Joe Burrow especially knows this. We are four and oh against Joe Burrow. 
and the Cincinnati Bengals. That's a <laughs> that's something that I don't understand because the Bengals have been on the rise and, and they even went to the Super Bowl last year and, and they're good this year. They have a really good football team, but for whatever they, they have not figured out the Cleveland Browns. It doesn't matter what coach they play. You know, we've had multiple coaches, we've had multiple quarterbacks. It just doesn't matter. They find a way to lose to the Cleveland Browns. Um, let's get into this game. You know, Mikey P, I want to ask you keys to victory. Um, you, you can go a couple different ways here. You can go offense, you know, where the Browns just match the Bengals point for point, or is, is it a defensive strategy? Like, what are your keys to the vic- to victory for the Cleveland Browns? Uh, keys to victory are going to be the same keys that won them the Halloween game, is getting Joe Burrow off his spots. He was not comfortable that whole night. For four quarters, he took a beating back there, and – if you let him throw from a clean pocket, that dude's going to pick you apart. It's just, just going to happen. Like when he has time to throw, he's, he's, he's elite. Um, so it's going to be getting pressure, uh, making him feel uncomfortable, not letting him get the ball. I mean, a lot of the plays last week against Kansas city, like he was just dumping the ball off to Jamar chase and it was Jamar chase just making guys miss and, and getting extra yardage out of it. Um, so going to be, you know, make sure we, we tackle well, like, Attack the ball, tackle. We're going to need a couple turnovers, probably force some turnovers. When you're on the road, you remember last year's game at Cincinnati? What Cincinnati was moving the ball pretty well down the field. Next thing you know, Denzel Ward runs it back for an interception. Yeah. The game kind of unfolded that way, and uh, we ended up running away with that. Um, you just it's going to have to be defense. Like, as much as we've yelled and preached that the defense has struggled at times this year, like, they're going to have to rise up one of these times against uh you know, an elite quarterback. And and this is the week we need him to rise up again. Yeah, we, we didn't, the last time we faced the Bengals on Halloween, they didn't have Jamar chase for that game. I don't know that it would have mattered. I mean, we, we really did manhandle the Cincinnati Bengals. They do have them this week. He, you know, Jamar Chase came back last week from a hip injury. He had seven receptions for 97 yards. He didn't see the end zone, but when you look at the Bengals receivers, cold train, with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, who would probably be a wide receiver one on a lot of NFL teams. Like, that guy is legit. And so they have Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, um, P. Ryan as a running back. I mean, they, they have a lot of offensive weapons. How do you stop? I mean, how do you stop that? I mean, how, how do you just stop them from just wrecking our day and, you know, Burrow putting up 300 points. Mikey, you went into it a little bit, but I want to talk more about the receivers right now with you, Coltrane. I mean, the corners have to play man on those stars, on those receivers, man. The problem is, too, you didn't mention Boyd, Tyler Boyd. Um, that's the problem with Cincy, man. I, I was watching that Chiefs game pretty thoroughly. They're tall, man. They're, I mean, all of them are like big, tall receivers. They're almost like Higgins on crack, like our Rashad Higgins, you know, like that size, but just bigger and just they can just get over people. But, uh, you have to go back to that YouTube video, or not YouTube, but uh, Instagram video, Jamar Chase, about, you know, uh, on point. What did he say? On point, was it? Uh, you know, that whatever he was saying, you know, that, that, that oh, it's on site. You know, it's on site. This, this rivalry between Ward and um, Newsom kind of going on. Newsom and Ward and Emerson, they all have to come out and play, man. If we don't, just like as important as Miles and Clowney are to this piece, we got to have our corners put up or shut up. I mean, they kind of went back and forth with, with uh, Chase on those Instagram videos, uh, you know, going back and forth, talking crap. Back it up, man. Get get his ass this time. He, you guys got it easy the last time he didn't play. Now get on his ass. I would love to see Jamar in a perfect world have a 40-yard game, maybe, you know, maybe three receptions for like 40 yards, like just a nothing game, like, just got stopped. I mean, I would just like I would love to see our corners play some man on these dudes, on those three receivers. Give them some pressure up front and have these corners lock down these receivers, man. That's I, what we need. Yeah, I'd man I mean, up all day. Yes. Yeah, man up all day. You, you got him, I got him, like you know, backyard football. Um last time we played him on Halloween, there the Bengals were in a lot of third and short situations. And the one thing that I was noticing is they, they weren't converting those third downs. Like the Browns defense 
it's not normally like this, but they were getting off the field on third and shorts. Burrow wasn't he he wasn't um, very accurate on third down. Pirine, uh, he he he's been a surprise. I mean, he last week, what did he run for? Um, 106 yards. He can also catch too. You know, he had six receptions for 49 yards. Like Pirine is a legit running back. Do you, do you think that the linebackers are going to come into play? I mean, big time, especially for stopping the run and and to. Because you don't want the Cincinnati Bengals to get these big chunk plays. Like you don't want to see Jamar Chase catch these forty-yard bombs, because they can do that. But you also don't want them to get these, you know, ch- these five-yard passes, seven-yard passes, because they'll chunk them their way down the field. I guess what I'm saying is, you know, like Sione Takitaki's hurt. Um. Tony Fields, I guess, would take that spot. We have to see some big play from our linebackers in our box safety. I mean, we just we just do uh, because you know P Ryan and uh, you know Tyler Boyd. I mean, he, you'd mentioned him, um, Coltrane. He'll hurt you too. Um, this is just a dynamic offense. We haven't seen this since the Bills. That's that was the, well Miami. Did we play Miami after the Bills, or was Bills the last one? This is a dynamic offense that if, if we're not careful, they can put up 30 points really quick. And we just saw last week, our offense has a hard time putting points on the board. We're going to have to keep – I agree with both of you. I think both of you are saying that, that the defense has to step up and uh, keep this just within reach, right, within reach, and just hope that Deshaun Watson is just a little bit better than he was this past Sunday, um, a little more confidence, maybe – you know what I'm saying? Moving the chains a little more because that's another way that you stop Joe Burrows to just keep him off the field. Right. Um, so Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt's going to have to have a big day, but I, I you know, as far as putting the, this game on the shoulders of Deshaun Watson, I, I just don't know that that's realistic. I think it's going to have to come from the defense and um, hopefully we can play a game like we did against, you know, against the Bengals, you know, on Halloween night. Cause that, that defensive effort that night was, was amazing. It really was. Some teams get up for certain teams and they just have their number. So we gotta, they gotta hope that plays a factor, but it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a battle on Sunday. That's for sure. And it's in Cincinnati. <laughs> How far are you from Cincinnati uh, Coltrane? Uh, I would say it's about the same drive to Cincy that it is for me to Cleveland. So about two hours, about an hour, hour and 50, maybe an hour and 50 to Cincy, two hours to Cleveland. Well, yeah, about an hour and 50 from here. So I, I definitely, I think about going every year, but, um, like what do you think, Mikey, we hop in the truck and meet Coltrane and Cincy? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, the, it's a definitely a long drive for us. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, gotta, we gotta, longer. we gotta find a buddy with a uh, private charter plane or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> we, we can uh, pick up Brian on your way, and we'll find an '80s bar. And uh, there we go. I'm <laughs> <laughs> in Cincinnati. All right, uh, yard dogs of the week, Mikey P. Who's your yard dog of the week? Ah, uh, for are we are we referring to last week or are we we talk about this week? This week, who who do we need to step up to beat the Cincinnati Bengals? Well, so who I need to step up is they have struggled the last two weeks. The offensive line needs to get their head out of their ass yes, and uh, yeah. and uh, blow some guys off the ball. We need to get back to running the ball and, and being able to run the ball when we want to, and uh, give give. Yeah, he's frozen. And I think he's saying the the offensive line. I've seen this on Twitter. <sighs> Jedrick Wills, Jedrick Wills, is is he taking plays off? Um, I I see what I, you know on Twitter. I see these videos. You know he's blocking, and then all of a sudden he stops blocking, and he's just standing there while the play is going on around him. What's going on with Jedrick Wills? Yeah, I just I don't think his his motivation is there. I just he's I mean it's never been there. Even back to. The whole, you know, marijuana in the car with, with Rashad, you know, Higgins when they got busted with the pot, you know, it just like he's done some things on this team. I just haven't really – he's an interesting guy, man, but I have seen the videos. I know that Roberto Shanigan's guy hates that dude. Like, he, every, you know, every week there's about three, four videos posted from that guy. Um, I think 
I think linemen take plays off like a lot of them do, and that's just the way they are. I mean, I don't think they necessarily go hard every play, but his play is definitely um, questionable to the point where do, does Barry in the offseason, you know, find a replacement? Does he, you know, maybe draft a left tackle? Does he look for a free agent left tackle? I mean, it is pretty questionable, you know, because most of the time when the big play happened or a big play got broken up, like Chubb got, you know, totally demolished wills was there or if our quarterback like took a sack usually wills is right there so um something for barry to i'll just leave it with this something for barry to look at in the offseason for sure i'll let the professionals look at the tape and i'm not going to listen to roberto shenanigans i'll I'll, I'll let the professionals watch the tape and if barry thinks the guys need to replace then so be it man i guess we're looking at a new left tackle next year I've heard there's like in in offensive players' minds, there's like a play clock going on. So when they snap the ball, they count one, two, three. You know, they they get to a certain number and they're like, okay, he's probably thrown the ball by now and they stop. Well, you really can't do that with a player like Deshaun Watson because he could be back there running for a a while. Like you you have to play past what he's normally I think that's what's going on like he's thinking that the play is over when it's really not over and he can't see because his back's turned to it so hopefully that's something he can fix I know Bill Callahan is all over that you know Uh, he's watching the film he's watching the tape he's Jedrick Wills when I see him block like he's out there I think he's doing a good job but when you do see those videos on Twitter with him just kind of give not giving up but just stopping and the play is still going that is discouraging to to see but I think it's probably an easy fix. It's 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 effort uh and I mean every offensive line coach I ever played for you played to the you played to the whistle. Yeah. And, uh I I I just think he's like typical most young guys these days they they love to win they don't hate to lose. And there's just there's just some effort issues sometimes, and um, that's something he's got to fix. Like you can coach the hell out of him, but until until it clicks with him, it, you're you're still going to see what he's what he does there. He, he's inconsistent. That's his issue. Like some some weeks he, he's elite as a pass protector. He, he's his run blocking is a little weak at times, but uh, he's also keep in mind like. I didn't agree with the pick when they made it. I'm like you're you're taking a guy who played right tackle in college and you're moving in the left table. Maybe he is a natural right tackle. He's not built. To, he's not a left tackle. He's he's played right tackle his whole career. But then we decide, hey, analytics says, hey, he played right tackle with a left-handed quarterback, so it's like he's protecting the blind side of that quarterback. Totally, totally different. Yeah. Um. So we'll probably see. I'm I'm pretty sure Andrew Barry is already looking into that and, uh, and Will's – uh, either Wills will either get moved to right tackle, uh, you know, or they probably won't ex- extend him beyond his first contract. All right. So Mikey P's yard dog of the week is the offensive line. Coltrane, who's your yard dog of the week? Uh, I'm going to go with number four, Deshaun. He has to come out better, man. He has to come out um, a lot more poised. Um, I think he'll get protection. I think another week of practice will help him, but, uh, I know you said that you don't want the game to be on his shoulders, Jason, but I feel like that last game was a, was a garbage, you know, just a dumpster fire. We just whooped their ass. This game's going to be a lot closer, and there might be that drive to where I was Rip Baker for it, where that ball's in Deshaun's hand. We got 350, 345 on the, on the clock, and we're down three, or we're down four points. He's got to score a touchdown to win. And we shall see at that point if Deshaun is – you know, has that has that razzle dazzle that we've been looking for and waiting to see. So, I tell you what, if the game does come to that where there's three minutes left and we're down by four and the ball's in Deshaun Watson's hands, I mean, isn't that all you ask for as a fan to be in that situation? You know, you certainly don't want to be like Tom Brady was on Monday night, down thirteen points with. Th- I went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that whole comeback. I, I, I didn't think he was going to do it. But it, anyways, I, I get what you're saying. You know, Deshaun Watson is your yard dog of the week, and that's that's a good dog to that we need to step up. My yard dog of the week is the cornerback room, if I can just group those together. I, I just think that that's going to be important this week. You know, we mentioned Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. We have to contain those. We have to give Deshaun Watson a chance uh, 
to be able to win this ball game because Deshaun Watson probably is not going to throw for five touchdowns. But the Cincinnati Bengals can throw for five touchdowns, so we need to make sure that doesn't happen. So that way we can keep this game close and have a chance. So my my yard dog will be the the cornerback room. Denzel Ward, Mikey P. You mentioned last year he had that what was it a ninety nine yard interception return for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just amazing. Um, Take that again. Yeah, Emerson's been coming up. You know, um, we need another solid performance from him, and I think we will. You know, I think he's really c- coming in his own, and he's he's becoming a solid cornerback. So. That's my yard dog of the week, cornerback room. Uh, Coltrane, give us our Network 216 YouTube plug. All righty. If you want to support the show, you can subscribe to the Network 216 YouTube channel for free. We're working hard to bring Cleveland sports content. We have more shows joining the network. We are your one-stop shop for all your Ohio sports content. So just make it easy for yourself. When you go on that Network 216, hit that subscribe button. And then you'll be in the yard. You'll be uh, on a lot of actually a lot of different shows. The, the the Gray and Scarlet podcast. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of action on this network. So just go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Yes, hit that subscribe button. Let's get into prediction times, and we only got a couple more minutes. We have a year long bet. It's close right now, guys. We predict all of the AFC North games, including the Browns games. You get a point for each correct prediction, and you get three points. For the exact score prediction, so like Moira uh, on Twitter that won the hoodie this week, she guessed the exact score. She's the first one to do it this year. She won the free Browns hoodie from Homage that was sent out to her, so her grandson's going to get that for Christmas, I'm guessing. But uh, yeah, so the year-to-date standings, Mikey P is at 21 points, Coltrane's at 22, and I'm at 23. So it's like neck and neck. Mikey P, you've made a comeback, buddy. You were three and one last week. Three and one. That's that's not too shabby. Coltrane and myself are two and two. So let's get into the predictions. We have two games. The Ravens are at Steelers. Now the Steelers are favored in this game by three points. It's in Pittsburgh. You know, Lamar Jackson is hurt, so um they, they Who's favored? Is Steelers are favored? That's what I read. Steelers are wow. favored by three. So I, that, that wow. was surprising to me. So, Coltrane, what is your prediction for this game, sir? Oh man, I, I, I just can't pick this. I just can't pick. Uh, I can never pick the Steelers. So I'll, I'll go Ravens twenty-four, Steelers seventeen. Twenty-four seventeen, Ravens. All right, Mikey P. I'm going to go Ravens twenty, Steelers seventeen. Wow, you guys are close, and you both picked the Ravens. I I am actually picking the Steelers in in this. I I, I think not having Lamar Jackson hurts, even though their backup cornerback quarterback is is good. You know, um, he's he's very uh, complimentary to Lamar Jackson, kind of a poor man's version of Lamar Jackson. I just think the the Steelers um, they, they've been improving. As much as it pains me to say, they're five and seven, just like we are. It's in Pittsburgh. They're gonna have the crowd behind them. So I, I like the Steelers in this one, twenty-four to twenty-two. So it's gonna be a close game, but I think the Steelers will pull that out. All right, let's get into the game of the week: Browns at Bengals, the Battle of Ohio. The Bengals are favored in this one by twenty-four points. No, I'm just kidding. They're favored by six points. So just a little bit less than a touchdown. Um, I'm going to start here and this might cause me to lose the entire year, but, and this is not a Homer thing. I, I, I really believe the Browns are going to win this football game. They, they do have Joe Burrow's numbers. They won eight of the last nine, the last four against Joe, Joe Burrow. I don't know how they're going to win. I don't know how, you know, we all saw Deshaun Watson. We saw the offense. They definitely weren't clicking last week. We saw that game, you know, against the Kansas City Chiefs. While the Bengals were playing the Chiefs, I was like, man, we have to play this team in seven days. This, How are we going to beat this? But that's exactly what I have going on. The Browns are going to win this game 27 to 23. Browns are going to take it three in a row, baby. So that's my prediction for that game. Coltrane, you're next. I'm actually going to follow your lead. And if Mike gets oh. a spot on us, it is what it is. 
Um, I'm I'm in the same boat. I think going back to what Mikey said in the original of the show, um, some teams just have other teams' numbers. And for whatever, for the foreseeable future, we have the Bungles. Um, I don't know if it's the AVP connection, the coaches. Uh, it just seems like that one game that they do really well at game planning for. And, and, and even with Watson, um, I think Watson plays better. So, yeah, I got the Browns 28, Bengals 26. Close one. 28-26. I love it, Coltrane. boy. All right, Mikey P., you're, you're last. I'm going to pick a, a surprise here. There is a team from Ohio that's going to win this and a team from Ohio that's going to lose this. No, I'm going to go yeah. uh, the Deshaun Magic returns a little bit this week. Hey! And the Browns win 33-27. Hey, I agree, man. I, I love it, man. 33-27. Hey. Brown hey, if, Mikey, good if, Mikey, if Mikey's in... We got a good chance. We have a really good chance. I I, yeah, I have to be honest job. with you guys. I thought I was the only one that was going to pick the Browns. I, no. I was, yeah. I, I think it's the seasons on the line too. Like I think you know, at least for me, like I have. If I lose a point, I, I figured if I lose a point this week, whatever, I got to go with my gut, man. I they're I back just, there I against think, the wall. Yeah, one hundred percent. You have to win. All right, guys, we, we are up against it. The Barking Brown Show is on next with um, with Nick Carnes and Jacob Roach. So we got to end this show, guys. This was a lot of fun. Ian Coltrane, Mikey P., I love you. We'll see you guys next week. I like to end all of our shows with the Go Browns. Thanks for everybody for listening. We'll see you next week on the count of three. One, two, three. Go, Go Browns. Go Browns. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, guys.